When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Four seconds to go. Here is Steve Smart. Smart back off the hill, but the clock down to 18. The Hoosiers look like they're going for the last shot. Now off the Smart. Alford trying to work himself free. Smart down on to Darrell Thomas. Eight seconds to go. Off the Smart. Baseline jump shot in the air. Go! The call from the Indiana Radio Network, 1987. Keith Smart hits a shot to beat Syracuse and win a national championship for IU. It's unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio. Alone, Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. Of course, throughout the day today, as we are broadcasting live from the Seaport, brought to you by Grey Goose, we have been talking about the passing of legendary college basketball coach Bob Knight. One of his best players, of course, that he had was Keith Smart, longtime NBA coach, college coach with Arkansas now, and he joins us now. Keith, what was the moment like with Bob Knight after you hit that shot? Well, you know, it, it was something that, uh, that the group did, and that was one of those moments where prior to the, to the season starting, he thought the team could be a good team. And he mentioned something to the um, to the, to the seniors on that team, Darrell Thomas, Steve Alford, and, uh, and Todd Meyer, and he just said, you know, you guys are going to be one of the only three, the group of guys that graduate from here and not have a Big Ten championship. And I think what he was trying to do was galvanize the team together. And it forced us as teammates to uh, focus on them and how do we help them get a Big Ten championship. And I think that's what he was trying to do all the time. And I think when we got to that moment where we won the game, I mean, it was to a point where we felt, we who do we play next, <laughs> you know? Um, he just had the group so relaxed to play. And, um, and in that moment, he said, I tell you what, we all were in a, a team dinner after the game. And when we got back to the hotel, and he said, hey, the bus leaves at 7.15. You remember, you represent your families, you represent the university, and you, above all, you represent yourselves. So be careful with whatever you do tonight. Uh, but the bus will leave at 7 in the morning. So remember those times there uh, they spoke to the team. And the locker room obviously was hitting our jubilation for what we had accomplished. Keith, from the outside looking in, the legacy for Coach Knight seems incredibly complicated in part because of how he would undress some of his players both privately and publicly um, based on a lot of the reports. I, I just want to know from somebody that played for him, like w- w- mm-hmm. with all the, w- with a lot of attention on some of the some of the outbursts, some of the negative things. What, what were some of the more positive things in terms of how he impacted you as a player and a person? I'll get a little emotional on this. You guys bear with me. But um, there was a moment I was in my geology class. We had 400 students in that class. And uh, there's a note that was passed to the professor, Professor Drosky. And uh, the, the professor said, Keith, are you here today? I said, I, I raised my hand where I was sitting. And, uh, excuse me, guys. And so I got to 
they read the note said, uh, Coach Knight wants to see you as soon as you're done. And uh, oh, I had two more classes to go to that day. And when I finished up, I finally went over to see him, and he said, I just want you to know, I'm always paying attention to what you're doing. I want you to know that 20 years from now, you're going to be walking on the beach, and you're going to be with your son, and you're going to see a rock on that beach. And you're going to say to yourself and to your son, son, you know, your son will say, Daddy, what kind of rock is that? And he said, that rock is a piece of shell. You're going to be able to know that because why is that rock there? on that beach because there were plate tectonics. He was teaching me geology in that moment, uh, but he was paying attention to what I was doing away from the game. And uh, just so many of those moments there, you know, my son was born in Bloomington. He was born uh, premature and coach called me every single day, you know, just checking on me and my wife to see how things were going. Um, I lost my house in a fire, got totally destroyed. We lost everything. I mean, we had only our clothes on our back. And Coach said, hey, I got a place here to stay if you want to. Uh, we, my in-laws live in Bloomington, so we were going to stay with them. But little detailed things like that that he talked about, um, you know, once we got into tournament play, you know, we really didn't hear Coach. I didn't hear him from playing. You know, he was very quiet. He got on the refs and things like that, but he didn't really get on the players like he did uh, during the course of the game and during the course by the time we got to the second half of the Big Ten season. Keith, listening to you share that story, it sounds like Coach cared about you just as much as a person as he did a player. Is that fair to, fair to say? No, I, I think it was. It, it, I think he cared about all of us who played there. It was a bigger picture than just playing basketball. You were going to learn so much about the game from being around him and working through it that uh, it was also going to be about the game of life when your shoes are no longer able to, to function on the basketball floor. What are you going to be able to do now? And um, another thing that he said, he said, you know, when I go out to see a recruit and I go to his house and I notice something that I re- notice right away, and I started doing it, you know, nowadays it's changed a great deal. I, I don't see any books in there. You know, that's telling me a lot about that kid. Now, I'm not saying that he won't do the work or can't do the work, but I don't see books. So that means that he's probably not paying a great deal of attention to his education. He was saying things like that. You know, I said, Coach, you didn't get a chance to come to my house, but I did have the Encyclopedia Britannica in my house <laughs> <laughs> way back in the day. So it was more of life skills that he was talking about, um, you know, uh, dealing with things from the basketball perspective. But it was, it, was, it was bigger than the basketball. And it was always about no matter if Isaiah was in town or Quinn Buckner or Kent Benson or myself or Jim Thomas or whoever it might be, it, there wasn't a class, a ranking of who they were. Everyone played for Coach Knight, and it was just a ranking of he was in a class ahead of me, or I was in a class ahead of him, but we all were equal, and that's how Coach Knight seemed to uh, apply us to, toward each other, to be equal and respect each other from, um, from that, uh, that, that moment uh, once I got there and, um, and then obviously playing there and going back there. My in-laws live in Bloomington. So I was always around, you know, I talked to his wife. I got to say this too. A lot of times when something happens like this, you know, we do remember the person that, um, that has happened to, but Karen, his wife, she has been a, a godsend with trying to keep everything functioning uh, with her. And so I just wanted to shout out to her and to Patrick Knight for them trying to do all they can to make coaches as comfortable as possible because they had to deal with the situation every day, every night. 
It is on Sportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, along with Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen, with you, talking with Keith Smart, assistant basketball coach at Arkansas, longtime NBA head coach, and, of course, former player at Indiana, about the passing of his head coach, Bob Knight. Keith, you've been coaching basketball since 1997. You're 59 years old. Are you yep. still trying to be and emulate Bob Knight? Well, I don't think you, you you try to be emulate him as a person, and that's something that he said to me again. And go back to it's so it's, we have one thousand or one hundred thousand stories. When I got ready to get into coaching, uh, Coach Knight said to me uh, he wanted me to come back to Indiana to be a coach with him, be an assistant coach with him, and eventually become a head coach somewhere. And at the same time, I got the opportunity to coach in Fort Wayne, and he just said, "You know what? I think you should go to Fort Wayne. I think you've been out of school for nine years now." A lot of your peers are in their second and third tier of coaching. You need to go somewhere and build a program. So I think you you, you don't try to you have to be who you are, coaching. But what you can take from me is what you've learned as a as a as a young player to play for me, someone who's been around me, and you paid attention to what I'm doing and how he taught us the game. That's why so many of his former players end up going into coaching because they understood how the game is played how to coach it, how to teach it, from shooting, from defense, from whatever you, you name about the game. And um, so I, I take what I've learned there how to, and try to apply that to all the players that I've uh, uh, come across and, and had a chance to work with and talk with um, and things like that. Isaiah Thomas and and and, uh, and Quinn Buckner, when I got there, you know, Quinn Buckner was there. Isaiah and I was still playing, but, but they were in town at one time. Isaiah was still taking class in the summertime. And he was just saying that, you know, you have to take care of the ball. He will get on you if you if you turn the ball over. And now I used to always say my fault or my bad. And so one day I turned the ball over and he said he said, That's had my bad. He stopped practicing. Keith, if you say my bad or my fault one more time, you're gonna run every stair in this assembly hall. And what did I say next? I said, My bad, coach. And he said, get on those stairs. You know? And uh, so I, I, I never tried to be – I think when I first started, I thought I needed to be like coach. And then I realized quickly that that's not who I am. I need to coach how I am with my personality, but with the learning and teaching that I've, I've gathered from being around coach. One of the most important moments was Bob Knight returning to Indiana in 2020. Did you have the opportunity yeah. to be there with him? And if so, what was that like for you? Yeah, when when Randy Whitman made the call and said, "Hey guys, we think Coach is going to come to the gate. We're not sure that he, he was supposed to come another time, but we're not sure will you be able to make it." And I had a breaking schedule, so I was able to get down there, and I was there for that moment. Again, it was all those players from various eras that were there, and we were sitting. Uh, you had a room for all of us former players. We talked with each other. We talked to different groups. And then I got a chance to sit with Coach and talk with him. And he was very coherent at that time, you know, still going through it. But he was very uh, alert. And I said, Coach, I got to ask you this question. My mom told me a story. And I want to know if it's true. She told me that you uh, you were talking with her and my dad uh, during the time. And you decided not to start me. And then you decided not to play me. And you felt that I would call them and and tell them what was going on, why I'm not playing, why I'm not starting. And he said, yeah, I got a great, great relationship with your mom and dad. I told them that I'm probably not going to play you. I'm not going to start you um, for a couple games because I want to see how you deal with it. And he said, yeah, we had a great relationship. And he said, because in life, you're going to be dealt with a hand, and sometimes there will be no one to help you uh, 
handle that hand that you've been dealt, and you got to figure it out on your own. And so during that time, I just said, man, you know what? He, a lot of stuff he's doing is already predetermined, it's orchestrated. But he had already talked to mom. So I called my mom and said, I don't know what's going on. You know, that time you don't transfer like you do today. You got to fight through it. And um, and my mom said, well, baby, uh, everything is going to be okay. <laughs> so, you know, all those things there from my experience of, of being around coach, he was always teaching um, how we need to function in life well beyond the day, our day of play. Well, we appreciate your time today. We appreciate your vulnerability and honesty about your former head coach, Bob Knight, and obviously condolences mm-hmm. with the Indiana family and his family as well. Keith, thank you so much for the time. We appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Thank you very much for having me on. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Congrats to the Texas Rangers. Winning their first ever World Series title last night. Five game series. They win 5-0 last night. Corey Seager, MVP of the World Series, his second MVP in the World Series. He won in 2020 with the Dodgers. Bruce Bochy gets his fourth World Series title and crossed them off the list of the first-time winners in the NBA, NHL, Major League Baseball, and the NFL. Who's next on that list? We'd love to hear from you guys on the Dr. Pepper call-in line at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. ESPN Nation presented by Dr. Pepper. It's not college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper. The ones fans deserve. Who is that next first-time winner in those sports? CC has given you the Jaguars, that they could potentially do it as soon as this year. Uh, Smalls has given you the Bengals, same thing. I gave you the Phoenix Suns as a potential First-time winner. Well, we've heard a lot of about blockbuster trades. We had Washington making a couple of big trades a couple of days ago, the day of the trade deadline, trading Montez Sweat defensive end to the Bears and cha- trading Chase Young to the Niners. Mike Fo- uh, Florio, Pro Football Talk, has put out there that in league circles there's some buzz wondering, and he's not reporting this. He's just saying that in league circles they're wondering whether or not the brand-new owner of the Washington Commanders, Josh Harris, could make a phone call to Robert Kraft, the owner of the New England Patriots, and just inquire about what would it take to get Bill Belichick over to Washington? How do we feel about that as a possibility? 
I mean, I guess it, it, it could be something there because you've got new ownership looking to make a splash. They, they set Pat for a year, and they dealt with the incumbent coach, Ron Rivera. It's been an abject failure. So now it's about turning eyes toward 2024. You've traded off the pieces that you could bring back draft capital for. Now it's a matter of who's going to be the person to come and get our organization on solid footing. Who's going to set us up to have sustained success over the course of the next decade? And, and Bill Belichick is is a czar type in terms of being able to turn your overall program around. Now, I think his best days as a coach have passed him by, but maybe there's still some value in having him as an executive within your organization. But I guess if you're going to fork over the capital that it takes in order to get a Bill Belichick, you're going to want him having a headset on the sideline, not just up in the press box orchestrating everything with your football operations. So I guess on his face, it does make some sense, Malls. Yeah, it does. I, I guess a little bit. I don't know what they are seeing from Bill Belichick right now as the picker of the groceries or the chef of the recipe that makes them think that it's going to be great for them in Washington. But the first thing I think of when you propose this, Evan, is that this could be a nice way to end things in New England that isn't Robert Kraft having to pull the plug. It, I mean, it's going to be a messy situation, likely, when you decide to end the relationship with Bill Belichick because of everything that he's given you. So maybe this is a way that Robert Kraft could say, it's not really working anymore here. We appreciate everything you've done for us, but we're going to go ahead and make a trade and have you move to another organization rather than me have, having to fire you. Yeah, I mean, I understand it completely from the Washington perspective. This is an organization that has been an utter disaster for how, how long do we want to say? 10 years, 20 years? Oh, since Dan Snyder bought it two decades ago. Yeah. So there you go, yeah. right? It's been an absolute disaster. They need someone to come in and provide that level of certainty and stability of like, okay, we know that they're all about football. We know that they're going to operate the right way. And Belichick obviously can be the person that does that, in my opinion. He's from that general vicinity. He's from the the, uh, Maryland area. So maybe there's some coming home part of it for him. I don't see it happening. I understand conceptually why it's a conversation, new ownership, stability, the whole deal. I still am all in on him being the coach of the Patriots. Now, here's the question. If you're Washington, let's say Robert Kraft says, all right, I'll take the call. We're starting at two first-rounders. We're talking about the greatest head coach of all time. We're, that's where we're starting. Would you give up your next two first-rounders for Belichick? Hell no. Yeah. Hell no. I'm not doing that. Now, I, I get it. Some people are saying, well, Belichick is good at drafting, just not in the early rounds, all of that stuff. Yeah, I hear all of that. But how much runway do you have with Bill Belichick as your head coach? Like, How many more years does he have of being a coach in the National Football League? He's already in his early 70s, so he's the second oldest coach in the NFL. So I just, it feels like a situation if you're going to give up that kind of draft capital, you want a coach that's going to be able to win you a championship immediately. And based on what's on the roster, that's not likely. Or you want somebody that you have a long runway with, somebody that can give you a decade plus and allow your team to have an identity under their leadership. I don't think Belichick offers you either one of those things. Now, a big part of why this is floating out there is because the Patriots or Bill Belichick, somebody, one of the two parties, put out the fact that Belichick had the contract extension done recently with the New England Patriots. And so the question is, why would that information be out there if it wouldn't be about the Patriots or Belichick wanting to facilitate an exit strategy from Foxborough via trade to me that's the part of it where you have to raise an eyebrow and say maybe there's something there but the only question the only pushback that I would have is the team that's trading for Belichick why would you give up the capital that it would take in order to get him to come to your organization knowing that he's going to be there for not a very long time 
Yeah, I don't I don't understand why you'd want to give up that capital either because you're essentially just paying for a resume. There's nothing that you've really seen this season or last season that would lead you to believe that Bill Belichick is going to come in and make immediate dividend like provide you with immediate dividends. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean the the team hasn't been good the past few years. We Think about what he did with the dual offensive coordinators last year and the way yeah, that that could The have, regression of Mac the Jones. The regression of Mac Jones. Uh, yeah. You know, the the drafting, just the overall football operations have not been great for the past two seasons. So you're paying for what's happened in the past, not what you're getting in the present. Yeah, I would do it in two seconds if I'm Washington. I wouldn't think twice. If you're telling me I have to give up two first-round picks, it's not like I've been good at drafting first-round picks. Now, Belichick has had his ups and downs there as well. He's phenomenal at building out a roster when he has a quarterback to do it with. Now They don't, they don't have a quarterback. But he's the one that picks the quarterback. Problem. Right? That's a problem. But, but, but what they do have is approximately $90 million in cap space. Which, okay, you could say is a good or a bad thing. We'll see how he uses it potentially if he's there. I just think you need that credibility as an organization. And I think a lot of the Belichick assistants could potentially go with them. Now, you guys don't like that, I understand, from a head coaching perspective. But from a building a staff, if you can get Josh McDaniels to be your offensive coordinator, I mean, that's a heck of a – like, that's better than what Washington has – in terms of the, of the combination, not than Bianami. No, well, not better than Eric Bianami, but better than the combination of Ron Rivera and Eric Bianami. And they need they need credibility and sta- stability at that organization. But do you think what we're seeing right now from Bill Belichick and what we just saw from Josh McDaniels is better credibility than Ron Rivera and Eric Bianami right now? Not, yes, not yes, overall. I do. Right <laughs> yes, now, I do. yes, I do. No, I don't feel that way at all. I don't feel that way at all. And here's the thing: you already have a degree of credibility because you got rid of Dan Snyder. He's no longer the owner. That's the win for this year. For Washington football fans. We don't have to deal with Dan Snyder. Damn near any move that Josh Harris makes now moving forward, everybody's going to be on board with. They just got rid of Chase Young. Who's from the DMV? You know what? Everybody's celebrating because they got a draft pick. They traded away Montez Sweat for a second-round pick. Everybody's applauding it. You know why? Oh, we're finally operating like a functional franchise. We're we're trading away players because we're not going to win anything anywhere. We're building for the future. I don't think you need to then turn around and give up all those draft picks for Bill Belichick, who's going to be there for a short period of time. If you're talking about giving up multiple premium picks, it feels like it's hard to justify that unless your team wins a championship or unless the coach is going to be there for a handful of years. I don't have any confidence that Belichick would be able to do either one of those if he were to be the commander's head coach. Is there a coach in the NFL you would give up, let's say, two first-rounders to get? Oh, absolutely. Andy yeah. Reid? Yeah, I give a, Andy Reid would be one of them. I would do that for Mike Tomlin. I think he'd be one of them. Kyle Shanahan? Yeah, Kyle Shanahan. Like, that, like coaches of that ilk, I think they would be worth it. I think John Harbaugh is a coach that you would give up a draft pick for. Like, there, there are Mike certain— McDaniel? No, no, it's too early for that. It's too early for that. It's too early Why? for that. Why is it too early for him, but Kyle Shanahan, who's never won also? I mean, he's been to a Super Bowl. He's been to a Super Bowl, multiple conference championship games. Mm-hmm. That Famously matters. melts down in big games in the Super Bowl twice, once as a coordinator, once as a head coach. I mean, he's my, Kyle Shanahan's awesome. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying there are well, not all, But there's also Kyle Shanahan, whose father is Mike Shanahan. This guy grew up around football, and his proximity to greatness in terms of his dad being a really good head coach has rubbed off. Because he's one of the most innovative offensive minds in all of the game. So it's a little bit of a different situation comparing him to Mike McDaniel. Yeah. We got more proof of concept with Kyle. I think I'd be, I'd, be, I'd be very enticed by Mike McDaniel as my head coach. <laughs> very enticed by that. Is there anybody else? Vrabel? Maybe Doug Peterson? 
No, I would not. I, I no? think Doug Peterson's very good, but I would not give up a pick for him. Is there anybody else on the list of coaches that you would say, yes, I will give up at least one first rounder to get? I don't know. I just look at Doug Peterson. It was a mess in Jacksonville. Urban Meyer left a whole pile of debris, and he he, did. he came in and turned that around pretty quickly. What and if, he's a Super Bowl winning head coach. What if I change the, the Patriots, Washington? Maybe Sean McVay. Maybe. Mm. Maybe. Super Bowl winning head coach. Maybe. Maybe Sean McVay. Well, the thing that you would have with him, even though he's flirted with the quote unquote retirement, would be in theory years. Like if he's committed, he's committed. Now, Washington is where he grew up in that system, et cetera. Uh, I'll give you one other one other idea on this. What if I changed the two first rounders for Belichick? I made it one and I made it far out, i.e. a 26 or 27 first if you're Washington. I, I, I still don't think it matters. No way, shape, or form. No, I, I just don't think I, I, would, do I wouldn't do it. Can I throw another name out? I would I would more likely give up the draft capital for Pete Carroll than I would Bill Belichick at this point. But the years, how are you going to – Pete Carroll's the oldest coach in the league. Bill though. Belichick's 71. But Pete Carroll's older. Uh, but I'm saying – He just doesn't you're, feel older. You're saying that you would do it for Bill Belichick. They're comparable as far as age is concerned. Yeah, and Pete Carroll's been phenomenal post-Russell Wilson. There's, there's no debating that at all. Coming up. Can he or can't he? Next on Sportsman Like ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Kenny? Kenny? Oh, oh Kenny. This is not hard-hitting analysis. It's not that. Can he or can't he? That is the question. Actually, this is hard-hitting analysis. We're going to do a deep dive with the numbers. Let's do it. Yeah, oh, boy. This is, this is Kenny or Kenny, and I'm trying to make our listeners some coin. I'm trying to make some people some money this weekend. My ears perked we, up. We, we got we to work this out, all right? We're do- we, hey, listen, I'm not Aaron Dolan, but we're doling out winners today, okay? Ooh. This is, this is going to happen, all right? I'm speaking it into existence. Pay attention, Aaron doling people. out winners. I like that. That was good. Yeah. good uh, she came words. up with it. Exactly. Yeah, very well doling done. Doling out winners. Uh, time now for Candy or Canty, brought to you by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call Click Granger.com or stop by. You've got Thursday Night Football tonight. You've got Tennessee and you've got Pittsburgh. Smalls, kick us off. You're a canny or canty. 
Canny or Canty, Kenny Pickett over under 219 and a half passing yards. I'm going over on this number, Smalls, and Kenny Pickett in five of his seven starts has gone over that passing total, and he's going up against a defense that's bottom five in pressure percentage. I get it, short week banged up. A lot of people are going to be dismissing the potential for productivity in the passing game for Pittsburgh, but not me. I, I think they... Kenny Pickett has a big day getting the ball to his playmakers, letting those guys do the heavy lifting in terms of the offensive workload against the Tennessee Titans. Well, perfect lead into George Pickens, his go-to wide receiver, over under 53.5 rushing slash receiving yards. Oh, I mean, it has to be George Pickens over, right? If Kenny Pickett's going to have a big day, it's going to be because he's throwing the ball to number 14. George mm-hmm. Pickens is an absolute animal. And again, I don't have a lot of faith in the back end of that Tennessee Titans defense. You saw a couple of weeks ago they traded all-pro safety Kevin Byard. I think that's setting up a signal that this team, you know, is not necessarily competing for a championship, even though they got the win against the Atlanta Falcons and Will Levis' first start. I still think that defense on the back end is real sus. Speaking of Will Levis, the Mayo King himself, over, under, one and a half touchdown passes. I'm going to say under against this defense with T.J. Watt and against Alex Highsmith and now them activating Cam Hayward. It's going to be trouble for Will Levis. A lot of pressure from that Pittsburgh Steelers front. This is also a defense that's second in takeaways in the National Football League. I think they have him under the rest. They're not going to let their receivers and DeAndre Hopkins, Traylon Burks get behind those guys. So I think this is a situation where Will Levis is forced to hold the ball. And if that happens, then that rush is going to be able to get to him. I'm going under mm. one and a half passing touchdowns. Uh, very much agree. I would be stunned if Will Levis had a big game against Mike Tomlin's defense coming yeah. off of last week in his second game overall. Over under, Derrick Henry, 87 and a half rushing receiving yards. I'm going to go under. I think that's the only way that the Tennessee Titans have a chance to make this a competitive game. And if we know that, the Pittsburgh Steelers defense knows that. There will be 11 hats to the football when it comes to Derrick Henry touching the ball. So I don't think that they're going to let him beat him. That's the guy that they're circling in the game plan meetings at the beginning of the week. Number 22 in blue, we can't let that guy get going. Otherwise, it's going to be a long day for us. I think it ends up being a, a day to forget for Derrick Henry in that running game for the Tennessee Titans. Let's talk about another circle guy. Look to another game. We have the Dolphins and the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes, can he or can't he over under two and a half touchdown passes? I'm going to go over. Why would you ever fade Pat Mahomes? Why? <laughs> Why would you ever fade Pat Mahomes? Coming off of a loss to the Denver Broncos, a uh, division opponent. He, first of all, he, he doesn't lose to the Denver Broncos. He's never lost to the Denver Broncos, but it happened. So now I think this is Pat Mahomes being able to make a statement to the NFL. NFL, hey, I'm still that dude, and all of the issues that you guys are talking about on the shows with me and the receiving core and the guys not named Travis Kelsey, we're going to show you that we're on the way to get those things fixed. Here's an opportunity for him to make a big statement against a quality opponent in the Miami Dolphins. You have to wonder whether or not the worst thing that happened to the Dolphins was the Chiefs losing no doubt. last week. No doubt. Uh, let's stay in that game. Two over under 275 and a half passing yards. I'm going to go under, man. This is a sneaky good Kansas City Chiefs defense, and their ability to be able to put pressure on the quarterback is going to play a role in this. But also, I think the ability of their second and third level defenders being able to match uh, coverages with the underneath receivers, especially in between the numbers, that's an area where Steve Spagnuolo's defenses typically excel, and I don't see this being any different. So this is a situation where that Chiefs defense is looking at this Dolphins offense as the measuring stick, the offense that's number one in points and number one in yards. This is a chance to see if they've really made the strides, if they really measure up against the top-tier offenses that they're going to face in the AFC. I think they take advantage of the opportunity. They rise up to the challenge. Moving forward, Cowboys and Eagles, A.J. Brown over under 80.5 receiving yards. I have to go over. Why wouldn't you? He's had six consecutive games of 125 receiving yards or more. 
why, why would you ever fade A.J. Brown right now with the run that he's on? He had a better six-game run than Jerry Rice had at any point in Jerry Rice's Hall of Fame career. And that's the greatest receiver of, of all time, no debate. Like, that's the level that A.J. Brown is playing at right now. People keep talking about Tyreek Hill and how he's out to an impressive eight-game start. A.J. Brown ain't that far behind. This is a guy that deserves to be in the conversation for MVP. He's been that good. So, yeah, I'm going to roll with A.J. Brown over 80.5 receiving yards, and I don't care if the Dallas Cowboys try to double cover him. And we look at both of those guys here. They're, neither of them are on the top. Or no, sorry, Tyreek Hill is. But Tyreek A.J. Brown Hill. still not on there. A big game this weekend against the Cowboys. I bet you he's on that. Um, odds to win pro football MVP brought to you by ESPN Bet on the ESPNU side. Uh, Dak Prescott, over under 249.5 passing yards against that Eagles defense. I'm going to say he goes over. If the Eagles defense can get got anywhere, it's in the back end, not with their front seven. It's tough sledding trying to run the football. So I think in order for the Cowboys to move the ball, it's going to have to be through the air. And they've been great at targeting C.D. Lamb. Um, they're all pro wide receiver of late. I think they look to him early and often because this is one of those games, Smalls, when you got to go to your playmakers. you got to go to the guys that can play above the X's and O's. I have no doubt that Mike McCarthy and Brian Schottenberg are trying to scheme this thing up against that Eagles defense. But you're going to need some guys to make plays outside of the structure of the offense, outside of the structure of any given play. I think that means it's a Dak Prescott and C.D. Lamb game, a 4-88 to game. There are going to be a lot of targets, so I'm going to go over with uh, Dak Prescott on the passing yards. All right, our last game, Bengals and Bills. Candy or Canty, Josh Allen over under .5 interceptions. I mean, you have to go over, right? You have to go over, I've right? I've been sitting here waiting for this because you've used the logic of – Basically, hey, what is wrong with you? Why would you ever pick an under for Mahomes on yards or touchdowns? Why would you ever pick the under on A.J. Brown on yards? Well, why wouldn't you use the same logic, which you are, Josh Allen interceptions? I don't care what the number is, go over. It's been four straight games where he's it's thrown It's been four inter- straight years, CeCe. Well, I mean, didn't you have the stat like Josh Allen hasn't gone consecutive Two games. games without, throw, or without having a turnover Correct. in the last three years? No, in his career. In his career. Somebody double-checked that for me, but I'm pretty sure that is the, the I, case. I, I fact-checked it. I went all the way back to 2020. So I know Fine, as, then we're since, good. since the start of 2020, he hasn't gone consecutive games without a turnover. So this might be the easiest bet on the board. Well, I mean, I'm, tell, I'm telling you. <laughs> no, now, you have to now, apply now, it to Now the turnover could be a fumble yeah. and not an interception. But he's had four straight games where he's thrown a pick. Why would you think it wouldn't be five? Why? You wouldn't. Maybe we should just do that. ESPN bet. We just bet every single week on Josh Allen interceptions. And just keep and, and just put keep the money in the, in the jar. In the it, it's now the ESPN bet jar. Okay. Is what I we're going it. to do. I love it. As part of ESPN bets launch, which we're really excited about, we're now going to utilize it just on Josh Allen interceptions. <laughs> we do have one more off of that game. Jamar Chase over under seven and a half catches. Oh, Bengals wide I'm receiver. going over, over, over. I mean, ten, ten catches, hundred yards. Touchdown against the San Francisco 49ers. Jamar Chase to Joe Burrow, that connection is really heating up. And the health of Joe Burrow's calf is allowing him to push the ball down the field outside of the numbers. That's where Jamar Chase dominates. Like, I mean, there is no better big play, explosive play receiver in the NFL than Jamar Chase. So I think that they're going to look to target him early and often against a depleted Bills secondary. Well, one guy in that secondary is Good a luck new with guy. Rasul Douglas. Well, that's, that's where I was going. So uh, Rasul Douglas is a new player for the Buffalo Bills, which traded from the Green Bay Packers. And every week and every day, the teams have to put out their injury reports, or as I like to say, target practice for gamblers. Um, and they put yesterday Rasul Douglas. That's the player. The injury designation, 
just got here. <laughs> <laughs> so you have Josh Allen right shoulder. You have Kair Elam ankle. You have Demar Hamlin illness. You have Quentin Morris ankle. Um, Balin Specter hamstring. Rasul Douglas just got here. Amazing. Just got here. Just got out, here. Out of the frying pan and into the fire. Is he the music game's number one supplier? Something like that. But Fly listen, it in a piece of paper, bam, my name. I got I, the hottest chick in the game wearing my chain. Good, good, good luck with the guy wearing the number one jersey and a chain or in the Cincinnati Bengals uniform on Sunday Night Football. That That is going to be – I'm telling you, man, Jamar Chase, one-on-one, yeah, there aren't too many more receivers that you would trust one-on-one down the field, jump ball situation than Jamar Chase. Mm-mm. That's how good he is. Didn't Greg Popovich years ago say – I want to say he said Tim Duncan, DNP old. Is what they did. He, I think that's what Duncan I, yeah. did not play in a game. They have to designate as to why or wasn't active for the game. Yeah. And normally, as we said, it's like an ankle or whatever it is. DNP did not play. Old. Just got it here. It really is incredible that Just got Greg, here. Greg Popovich has outlasted Tim Duncan's career as a player, his, his ability to coach. That, it really is incredible. Also, old. Very Coming old. Up, the unsportsmanlike moment of the day next on Sportsmanlike ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit... Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Evan, can you believe they're calling you out like this? I don't think they're calling me out. <laughs> I don't think they're calling well me out. Well done, Javante. Well done. It is done. Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, ESPNU. I stand by the take. Unsportsmanlike moments or moments of the day where we bring up something that's funny, wild, crazy, whatever it may be. And uh, I will defer to Pat Costello here because Pat is the one that I believe is behind the scenes pulling the strings on the uh, I think you're crazy. Go ahead, Pat. Yeah, this is just an insane take by Canty and Michelle that you would trade for all these other coaches but not Bill Belichick, including Pete Carroll, who's older than Bill Belichick. How much older is he? One year. One year? Does that really make a difference when you're 71, 72? It's not even a year. It's a couple hundred days. But I didn't bring up the Pete Carroll of it all, and I I I didn't bring up the Doug Peterson. I had the list. It was Sean McVay. It was Kyle Shanahan. It was John Harbaugh. It was Andy Reid. It was Mike Tomlin. I think that was the, that those were the coaches that I had brought up in saying that I would entertain trading draft picks for. I stand by Pete Carroll, and I would throw Doug Peterson in the mix. Mm. You're paying for the resume with Bill Belichick, not what you've seen in the present or last year. Fair point. Let's not lose sight of what unsportsmanlike moment of the day actually is. So I have Same. something for you guys. Oh, what you got? Oh. Uh, one of our great stations across the country reached out to me yesterday 
And uh, they told me that they asked for something from our show, which is awesome, right? We love when our great stations across the country want audio from the show. And they reached out to someone, and that someone said, I'm sick today. Sorry. And that's fine. He, Pat was sick. Hello. But he asked me the question, the person who reached out. He said, hey, is it normal protocol just to tell me you're sick or to maybe give me the name of the person I should get in touch with to try to get this said information from the show? Mm. So did Pat commit a faux pas by not passing that along because our show may have garnered more promotion nationally if Pat would have then said, I'm out today, talk to Nuno, talk to Javante, talk to Jerry. Smalls, your thoughts? You know, I'm not going to hold that against Pat because Mm -hmm. he was sick, so his brain might not have been working. He responded to the email. Correct, but it might not have been working at 100%. And if I was the initial email sender, I would have followed up saying, sorry, you're under the weather. Who can I speak with? I would have followed up and asked for that person's info. Maybe they did. I don't know if they did or did not. Yeah, but here's the problem with that logic, though, Smalls. If somebody's sick, do you really want to bother them with a follow-up email? I'll bother them. If if they're responding to emails, I don't feel like I'm bothering them. No, 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 no. So you guys are missing it. So, okay, I did not respond maybe appropriately. He still reached out to Evan, who he could have been like, hey, who can I email to get Don't this sound? Don't this on me. That big of a deal. Point, you were talking to him. Good point. Wait, Canty. You're the host of the show. Wait, Canty. So I wanted to tell you what it is, though. Mm. It was ESPN Wisconsin. Heard our stuff yesterday about Jordan Love. Sure. You specifically said, basically summarizing, he's closer to the worst quarterback in the league than he is the best quarterback in the league, and he actually may be the worst quarterback in the league. Yes. Happy birthday, Jordan Love. It is your birthday today, by the oh, way. happy birthday. Send some love to Jordan yeah. Love. There we go. Um, and they're like, hey, we want to use this. Yeah. And he sent me the screenshot of the Pat email, and he's like, why couldn't Pat just give me the person to get it? No, I can't get you the audio. I'm not technically savvy like that. Someone else has to get the audio. So whatever happened, there was a window of opportunity for our show to be promoted and used on other shows with your Jordan Love take that was missed because Pat wouldn't give them the contact information. I hate to also say that you're wrong there as well, but – the video of that was tweeted and on social media, yeah, and was reposted and under- by ESPN Milwaukee. So. I understand. I understand. Uh, what more do you want? And, and <laughs> grab the audio from Twitter. And, and not for none. Normally, Pat is and Pat sends out these emails. Pat's unbelievable. And he, all, but he always CCs me on those emails. So if you're, you know, if you reach out, if you're. From one of Are our you affiliates. throwing yourself no, under the bus? No, I'm no, no, on no. That, no, I'm saying I'm on that email. If right. you look at it, oh, who else is on this email when Pat sends sound? Oh, there's another ESPN email address. Let me reach out to this person. Take that next step. I okay. feel like I got taken to the principal's office a little bit oh, for no I, reason. I actually think the guy that you go after the most, which is Nuno, just totally had your back in a very intelligent way. No, of- no. I'm talking about the uh, from... Uh, Milwaukee, Milwaukee, yeah, yeah. No, uh, uh, but stay there. What you're saying that yeah. the guy that he goes after the <laughs> most, <laughs> yes, he's just stay there. Stay there. Stay there. Stay there. So normally, if Nuno wants us to go, if Nuno wants us to go in a certain direction, like go further, he'll get in our ear where only we can hear it. That one he did publicly, so everyone could hear. The direction that Nuno is saying we should go in is the direction of Nuno intelligently had his back. That if you look at any of the other previous emails. Yeah. That out there, Nuno's name and email is on the are on those emails, yeah. as are mine. I, they put me on all these also, so I see them as well. You're right. That is a good flip. Pat did not defend himself in a way that actually was sufficient, but let it be noted that Nuno defended Pat 
in a better way than Pat that defended actually Pat. Happened, that, 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 that actually factually, happened. That actually happened. Without debate, happened just Positive now. Positive programming. It's well, all I don't know. love. It's no, all they, love here. No, they'll find a way to go at each other sooner rather than oh, later. Oh, no doubt. I'm sure they will do that. Uh, Bill in Louisiana watching on ESPNU. What's up, Bill? Morning, guys. Morning. Hey, want to say thank y'all uh, for getting me started every morning at 6 o'clock. Uh, I want to comment on the Josh McDaniel uh, hiring and firing. And it's it, it, it gets to the point where, because I'm, I'm a huge football fan, all day Saturday, all day Sunday. But it seems to be every time I see one of these Bill Belichick descendants get hired, it fails from whether the, they're going north, they're going south, they're going east, they're going west from Matt Patricia, Joe Judge. Bill O'Brien was okay, but he did destroy the Texans by getting rid of DeAndre Hopkins. No, he didn't. And then Josh McDaniel, that was just horrible. And every time I see one of these descendants fail, it kind of lets me know that it's all about the quarterback. All about Brady. And I know on any given Sunday that any team can be beat. I mean, every now and then you'll get a Josh Dobbs to beat the Dallas Cowboys, or you'll get uh, Russell Wilson to beat Patrick Mahomes on Sunday. But any given Sunday, the best quarterback going to win. So these owners, please, they need to realize when you hire these descendants, Tom Brady's not coming through the door with them. By the way, let me just say something. Bill, I believe that Bill Belichick would agree with everything you just said. Like, he is he is the first one to say that. But here's where this whole narrative has gotten spun a little bit around that I think in an unfair way. Bill Belichick can't hire Matt Patricia as head coach of the Lions. He can't hire Joe Judge as head coach of the Giants. He can't hire Josh McDaniels as head coach of the Raiders. Why is Belichick bl- blamed for ownership and other spots hiring guys off of his coaching tree? I don't think Belichick is blamed for I that. do. I think it's held against him in a way that is completely unfair. I think it's one of these things that only should be held for people, not against them. And I understand that that's a double standard, but he can't. he's not hiring other people. He hires these guys as assistants. They're all great assistants for him, and if they don't become head coaches, that's not his fault. His job is not to get them ready to be a head coach. Mm-hmm. If Now, if, if Bill Walsh, Andy Reid, Mike Shanahan – uh, Tony Dungy, if some of these other guys are better at getting assistants ready for the pros as head coaches, give them credit for that. That's awesome. Not their job. If they want to do that in addition to, that's great. I give them all the credit in the world for that. But I feel like Josh McDaniels not being good as a head coach is held against Belichick. That's nothing to do with Belichick. Yeah, I don't think it has anything to do with him. If anything, it just shows that his football acumen spans across all different position groups in every aspect of football. Like that, That's what it is. Like Because he's been a part of the National Football League for over five decades, he has more answers than anybody else. And you see that his assistants, you know, they haven't had the success as head coaches. Maybe that's because Bill Belichick is involved in every aspect of game planning in all three phases of his football team at all times. Maybe it's a situation where he micromanages and they don't have the opportunity to evolve beyond the role that he sets them in. But it doesn't matter when you're having the two-decade run that Belichick has been able to have where he goes to nine Super Bowls and wins six of them. So I guess the the lesson in all of it is being in proximity to greatness does not make you a great head coach. Mm -hmm. But it's undeniable that Bill Belichick is one of the greatest, if not the greatest, head coach in the modern era of the NFL. And I bet you there will be teams this offseason that will try to interview Gerard Bale. Even despite everything we just said, I believe there will be teams that will actually try to interview Gerard Mayo. Greeny coming up next. We're on to Friday. It's Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80.
You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.